0: Welcome to the Still Worthy Podcast, the safe and empowering haven for people like you and me. Single, child free women looking to embrace our unique path, celebrate our freedom and independence, and live our best, happiest, most fearless, fulfilling, and kick ass life. I'm your host and sister friend, Sanja Lioness Mackey, here to guide you on this incredible journey that redefines womanhood and acknowledges your work. Irrespective of your marital and family status. Let's get this party started. Hello. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Still Worthy. This is a platform where we discuss the topics that are meaningful and relevant to us as single child free women, a segment of the U.S. population that is growing exponentially. So in the last episode, I discussed the question, why are you still single? A question that I personally don't receive so much anymore, but certainly a question I've filled it in the past and a question many of you may still receive from family, friends, and even strangers. And while I clearly stated my position on that question, that it's no one's business why you're not married, I find the question of today's topic, why don't you have children exponentially more offensive than why aren't you married? Why is that? Well, first of all, you're going to hear me say this many times. It is none of your damn business, okay? The decision to have children is highly personal and has absolutely nothing to do with the people asking that question. Like, are you planning on offering free babysitting, setting up and funding a college education account, making bottles, changing diapers? Are you going to sit there and do the new math homework with them? I mean anything along the lines of having a vested interest in this child that entails you spending your time, energy, money, or other resources. Because if not, then it's really none of your business. If or when someone decides to take on the huge responsibility of bringing another life into this world to care for, for the rest of their life. Secondly, that question is the tee up for the judgment police to come in and start doing what they do, proclaiming judgment over your life choices. Studies show that people like people who are like them. And so you being single and not having children are unlike most people. Though again, the statistics are changing quickly in our favor. And one of the biggest judgments against child free people is that they're selfish. And not having children, which I don't even understand. How? Okay. Like I'm like the gift on social media of a person with a crazy look on their face, waving their hands in the air, asking, but how? I'm, I'm not understanding. I'm not comprehending. It's not computing. How am I being selfish by not bringing a child into this world? Because I can guarantee you that almost any single currently child-free person has spent more time considering all the ramifications of bringing a child into this world than any married couple or a person who actually has children. For us, considering whether to bring a child into this world is the right thing to do, like you have no earthly idea of the thought process behind that one question. We consider all the angles, especially the financial ramifications. The support network aspect, like do we have a village to help raise this child? We consider the type of world we live in given the crime and the racism and some of the more negative aspects of humanity. If it's even fair to bring a child into a world like this. We even ask ourselves if we're being selfish to bring a child into this world with only one parent. Is it fair to that child? We also consider the impacts on our freedom, on our goals and aspirations on our way of life, because we want to make sure that we understand and accept the sacrifices that will be required. I would bet money that most people on average do not give the same amount of care to the question of having children as someone who is single and currently child-free. So those are two reasons why I don't like that question. But here's the clincher that really takes the question over the top for me. A lot of people say, well, you know, it's an innocent question, but you have no earthly idea what someone might have already been through in regard to having a child when you ask that quote unquote innocent question, which again, for the record, is none of your damn business. I have three Facebook friends right now who are in a fertility journey, like right this very minute. All three are getting injections that affect their hormones, their moods, their weight. They're going through the process of egg retrieval, assessing the viability of fertilized embryos. They're getting embryos implanted. They're waiting on pins and needles for good news You know that it took, that they're pregnant, that they're finally going to have the baby they've been working toward. They're going through the journey. And you don't know the cost or toll that that journey has taken on them, not mentally, emotionally, financially, relationally, like within their marriage or with their partner, you don't know. And because you don't know, when you ask what seems like an innocent question to you, you actually end up inserting foot into mouth with something that comes across as borderline insensitive and that could potentially dredge up emotions and situations that the person would rather not be reminded of. And that's not even including the scenario of possible miscarriages or stillborn babies that this person might have experienced. My sister-in-law, in fact, has had multiple miscarriages. When you ask that seemingly innocent question, you don't know the history or the background, which is precisely why you should err on the side of not asking the question to begin with. I'm going to share parts of my own fertility journey on the podcast from time to time but I'll let you know right now that child-free was not my first and active choice. Growing up and as a young woman, I envisioned getting married and having children. I went through my own fertility journey with injections and laboratory tests and inseminations in the doctor's office and praying for good news and keeping it together when the news wasn't so good, buying a thimbleful worth of donor sperm for $500 a pop when it was swimming all around me for free, wondering if it wasn't easier just to take some guy home from the club or use a turkey baster and inseminate myself, dealing with the varying reactions of my closest family and friends who knew about my journey, some very supportive and others so much less supportive than I would have liked or thought that it was stunningly hurtful and distressing. Having internal conversations with myself that literally hurt my brain as I pondered What is it that actually makes a mother? Is it biology? Is it getting pregnant with and actually carrying and giving birth to the child? Or is it something else? Will I still love a child that isn't biologically of my blood? I mean, these were some of the questions that I pondered. I'll never forget hearing the doctor tell me that the next step for me was IVF. She said, it's just not going to happen with your eggs, Sanja. And she said it in this matter-of-fact way, as if she was saying, the sun is shining, the sky is blue, water is wet. I mean, it, it was very emotionless to her, just a reporting of the diagnosis, a status of the medical situation. But to me, it was utterly devastating to hear those words. Because I had tried to do things the right way, according to the fairy tale, which I talk about in one of the other Earlier episodes, you know, waiting to be found by Mr. Wright, then get married, then have a child. Only Mr. Wright never showed up. He never found me, which threw off the timing of everything else. And by the time I realized that and woke up and decided to do something on my own, it was too late. And I felt duped, like society had sold me a fake bill of goods. The formula for success and happiness and fulfillment as a woman that I had been sold and groomed for my entire life did not happen. I'll never forget the time a first date initiated the discussion about children with me. And, And I don't mind that. You know, I don't mind us having those important conversations on the first date. I think that's good. I think it's important to ensure alignment so that neither one of you waste your time. And he asked Don't you want children? But but the tone and the emphasis on the word want conveyed that he just couldn't fathom how someone wouldn't want children. And I can't remember exactly what I said to him. I'm sure it was something where I tried to be a little bit nonchalant and and matter of fact, as I tried to make light of the question, probably something along the lines of, well, yes, I do, but I just haven't met the right person yet. But I do remember how I felt when he asked that question. I remember what I thought internally after he asked that question. I could literally feel my heart in my throat as I blinked back the tears, thinking to myself, dude, you have no idea what I have been through. And, you know, pardon me, but it brings tears to my eyes even now as I think about it. You know, I told you early on and you're going to get all of me. You're going to get I'm expressive emotionally. And so it's going to come out from time to time. I literally had tears in my eyes as I answered the question, or at least as I thought to myself, dude, you have no idea what I've been through. Of course, I wanted children, but it just didn't happen for me. And it took everything I had to hold back the flood of emotion caused by that one seemingly innocent question. Now, over the years, I've made peace with my fertility journey, and I have. You know, I think we can think back on something that was not such a great part of our life or a great situation or scenario or phase of our life, and we can still feel a certain way about it, but that doesn't mean that we're stuck there, that we haven't moved on to a place where we can actually find peace and enjoyment and happiness and fulfillment in life. So I've made my peace with what happened back then but it doesn't mean that I don't still have some emotion around it. Now, I've created a fulfilling life for myself where I thrive in my purpose and passions and I enjoy my freedom and independence. But what if you had asked that question of someone still in the throes, the raw emotion of their fertility journey, someone still in the trenches of dealing with everything that goes along with trying to have a baby with medical assistance and intervention when the natural way just isn't working naturally. You don't know. You simply don't know. And because you don't know, you need to err on the side of believing that people have their own personal reasons for being child-free, which again, are none of your business. And you need to leave it at that. This isn't a situation where you get to satisfy your curiosity just for the sake of satisfying your curiosity. Have a bit more compassion and respect for people than that. And with that, I'm going to close out today's topic, which was more on the shorter side. You know, I always try to leave you though with a thought or an action aligned with the topic that you can take forward with you for personal growth and evolution, but perhaps also to improve the friendship or relationship that you have with a single child-free woman in your life, or to not offend a new single child-free woman that you might have met. I would simply ask that you just foul away in the back of your mind some of the things I've said here today and that you remember them if and when you're ever curious and tempted to ask someone that question. What is seemingly innocent to you might carry a host of emotion and trauma for the person you're asking. You may be picking the scab off of a wound that is just not healed yet. So don't. Just don't. Don't. Join me on the next episode as I discuss why so many single child-free women need to stop living what I call the as soon as life. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning into the Still Worthy podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode it with family and friends who would enjoy and benefit from these insightful and increasingly relevant conversations. Follow us on social media to connect with an amazing community of single child free women and visit stillworthywomen.com to work with me, travel with me and other single child-free women, and stay abreast of projects I'll be launching soon just for you. I hope today's topic encouraged you to view your lifestyle with a fresh, exciting, and empowering new perspective. And I can't wait to have you join me for the next episode. Until then, remember that your life choices are valid, your journey is beautiful, and your work is them measurable.